Dear fellow Christians, washed and made clean in the blood of Jesus Christ, grace be unto you and peace from God our Father and from our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. Amen. The word of God chosen for our meditation this evening is found in the prophet Hosea. I read there in chapter 3, verses 1 to 5. Then the Lord said to me, Go again, love a woman who is loved by a lover and is committing adultery, just like the love of the Lord for the children of Israel, who look to other gods and love the raisin cakes of the pagans. So I bought her for myself for 15 shekels of silver and one and a half homers of barley. And I said to her, you shall stay with me many days, and you shall not play the harlot, nor shall you have a man. So too will I be toward you. For the children of Israel shall abide many days without king or prince, without sacrifice or sacred pillar, without ephod or teraphim. Afterward, the children of Israel shall return and seek the Lord their God and David their king. They shall fear the Lord and his goodness in the latter days. So far, text. Heavenly Father, sanctify us through your truth. Your word is truth. Amen. So what's your batting average on your commitment to faithful love? Some of you who are married have made a promise of faithful love till death do you part. An absolute promise that nothing but death shall sever that union. That nothing shall interfere with you showing faithful love in thought, word, and action. But of course, it's not just the married that that applies to because Jesus has asked every one of us to show faithful love unto others. New Year's is a time when we typically think about things that we really need to improve. And there isn't much that needs more improving than our commitment and follow-through on faithful love. So, What's your batting average on your commitment and follow through on faithful love? When we think about it, it of course doesn't look very good, does it? Yes, we need improvement. And the source of that improvement is, is found in turning to God's faithful love. And what a contrast we see. When we look at our practice of faithful love, you know, it doesn't matter what pitch was thrown at us. If somebody threw a curve at us or, or a slider or a blazing fastball or even if they used a spitball. It doesn't work with the practice of faithful love to claim, well, you know, uh, I have an exclusion right, don't I? that uh, you know, I don't need to show faithful love if I'm not going to get what I want in the end. No. That doesn't hold up. Every time we fail to step up to the plate, 
Every time we fail to consider our co-workers, our neighbors, our friends, our spouses, feelings and needs, that's a called strike. Every time we have an angry thought, that's a foul ball. Every time there's resentment, that's a ground out. And, oh, that angry tone of voice we can reflect without maybe even knowing it, that's an easy pop-up. <clears throat> Our lousy batting average stands in stark contrast to the marvelous demonstration of the Lord's commitment of faithful love to you. Till death never part you. The Lord, of course, didn't even have a responsibility to step up to the plate. We'd already lost the game. We deserved to die. And yet he stepped up. And he didn't step up against us as we deserved. He stepped up for our team. And with every pitch, he hit a home run for us. Think about the commitment to faithful love that's reflected in our text. Which one of you would be willing to make the commitment of faithful love to that coworker or neighbor or friend who is acting continually like a treacherous jerk? Or what about to a harlot? Gomer's whole life had been a mockery of the commitment to faithful love that marriage is meant to be. And yet, God told Hosea to do just that. Hosea 1-2, go take yourself a wife of harlotry. Hosea's marriage to Gomer was to be a, a living testimony to all Israel of the commitment of faithful love that God had made to them. It had been 800 years since he had taken them as his bride at Mount Sinai. And never had his commitment to faithful love even wavered. But Israel? Israel's batting average was an infamous slump. <clears throat> when Israel was on its honeymoon, they committed adultery. The Lord continued to provide good things, every good gift, Israel continued to play around. She even used the Lord's gifts to run after other lovers, selfishly seeking her own satisfaction in social exploitation and sexual exploits. If you're a friend, was treacherously assaulting you again and again. If your spouse's adultery would not stop, how long would you remain committed to faithful love? How many times would you be willing to take the treacherous leech back in full love and trust? You know... <clears throat> We all tend to think that I'm the one that's really putting the effort into this commitment. 
If the other person would just make a little effort, we wouldn't have a problem. But, but the fact that the other person is usually thinking the same thing demonstrates how blind we often are to our failure to recognize other people's feelings and needs. How blind we are so that we don't even see how many times we didn't even step up to the plate. And when we did, we just totally whiffed. Our failed commitment to faithful love shows we deserve only death. But yes, what a contrast. God's faithful love never fails till death never part us. The Lord dramatically presented to Israel the fact that she had despised and destroyed her marriage to the Lord. He called Hosea to name his children. Lo Ruamah, you shall not have mercy. And Lo Ami, you are not my people. And so imagine it. Every time Gomer went to call the children in for lunch, God's judgment on Israel's rebellious sin was being proclaimed to the neighborhood. And yet even in that, the Lord was not being unfaithful. He was speaking that judgment in His desire to win back the love of His bride Israel. Hosea 1.10 Yet in the place where it was said to them, Lo, Ami, you are not my people. There it shall be said to them, Ami, you are my people, children, sons of the living God. Hosea was further, a few years later, directed by the Lord to demonstrate the Lord's faithful love to Israel by restoring Gomer now as his wife. For you see, like Israel, She'd gotten tired of being faithful. She'd returned to a life as a harlot. And her condition had deteriorated to such a terrible state that she was now being sold at the slave block. Imagine that for a moment. That somebody who has spurned and scorned your faithful love is thus humiliated, what would you do? Maybe uh, avoid everybody in embarrassment. Or gloat. Maybe even throw a few rotten eggs. Yeah, it's personal, isn't it? Because how often haven't we gloated? Or tried to get even? And that's just our batting average with other people. What about our batting average with the Lord? In our text, the Lord accuses Israel of even loving their raisin cakes more than the Lord and His saving love. They brought the raisin cakes that, yes, the Lord provided, and they made them an offering to a pagan fertility goddess. So what's your raisin cake? Yes, we love the Lord's gifts, don't we? And how often do we take 
the raisin cakes that he provides, his blessings, and yet use them in a self-centered satisfaction of my will, my desires, rather than in thanks and praise to the Lord. And yet, <clears throat> despite her unfaithfulness, God told Hosea to go down to that auction block and buy her back. Though she had rejected him, he was to continue to extend his faithful love because that's what Jesus has done for you and me. He did not become flesh. He did not choose you and me because we are so faithful and holy. On our part, every basis for faithful love towards us has ceased. And yet Jesus still loved us. Loved you enough to become your brother. That we might be his brethren. He came into this wretched world of sin to carry our sin away. Even humbling himself under the death of the cross for your sins and mine. The Lord's faithful love commitment to you till death never part us. That is really something. And that's the inspiration for us to reflect that faithful love to others. Yes, it's true that when Israel deserted him, God did quit providing as a husband. He did that, we're told, so that Israel would realize who it was that was giving her rain and bread, oil and wine, love, and yes, even raisin cakes. So God points out even then it was not to get back at her, but to get her back. And so God allows afflictions also at times to come into our lives. And Jeremiah 29 tells us that this is with thoughts of peace, not of evil, to give you a future and a hope. In other words, not to get back at us, but to get us back and to keep us as his own. And so it was that even at Hosea's time when Israel was blatantly deserting the Lord to their own doom, the Lord provides this, this marvelous enactment of his faithful love that Israel might see and be turned back. He unfolded that faithful love also for you and me. He's not throwing rotten eggs at us. He's not gloating. He's not even ashamed to be with us. No, he became flesh that he might be our brother. He came into this world and willingly took upon himself the guilt of all our sins. He carried them to the cross that he might freely give you the full forgiveness of all of your sins. His love came down at Christmas to buy us out of slavery. For yet, we are by nature slaves of sin and death. And the price that he paid 
was the ultimate. His own holy, precious blood. He shed that blood to restore to us the marriage that by sin we deserved. To adorn us with the heavenly jewels as His bride. The jewels of His own righteousness with which we can stand in heaven with Him to enable us also thus to adjoin Him at the marriage feast of His eternal kingdom. And so the message for every new year of grace is that you and I, who were once lo ami, not my people, have been made in Jesus Christ ami, my people, says the Lord. Christ's coming unfolds this faithful love commitment of the Lord to you till death never part you. The Apostle Paul in Romans points out to us that even the rejection of Jesus by physical Israel was used by God to graft the Gentiles into the church. That's us! And the Holy Spirit quotes this book of Hosea to demonstrate what that means for us. For we were once, yes, lo ami, not the people of God. But the faithful love commitment of the Lord has made you his people. Listen to 1 Peter chapter 2. <clears throat> Coming to Jesus as to a living stone, rejected indeed by men, but chosen by God and precious, you also as living stones are being built up a spiritual house, a holy priesthood to offer up spiritual sacrifices acceptable to God through Jesus Christ. We who once were not his people, lo, ami, are now the people of God, ami, who had not obtained mercy, lo, ramah, have now obtained mercy. Ruamah. Yes, the Lord's faithful love commitment till death never part you. Having been given such grace, let us go forward into this new year. Yes, always building on, reflecting that faithful love of our Lord not using his gifts then to run after other lovers, seeking our own selfish social exploitation of others, but rather, like the wise men, bowing at the manger of his love and rejoicing in the greatness of our Lord's faithful love commitment to you. Tell death, never part us. Amen.